Hey friends, welcome to the Vertical Relationship Show. If you are ready to heal God's way through God's word, you desire to have healthier, loving, and thriving relationship with yourself, others, and most importantly, Jesus, then it's by no accident you're here because there are only divine connections in God's kingdom. Hey, I'm Malia Diana, international best-selling author, certified Christian counselor, trainer, coach, and podcaster. <laughs> yes, I'm all faith-based. I believe a vertical relationship with Jesus changes everything. This is about a personal relationship, a vertical one, not a religion. I'm authentic, real, honest, and there is no fluff here because I desire for you to have permanent healing for that wounded soul, not just temporary band-aids that don't last. Hey, God wants you to have a well-rounded and balanced life. So grab your coffee, your Bible, or just kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Vertical Relationship Show with Malia, and I've got a special guest today. My husband is coming on here. We got some prophetic words for you today, so this episode is going to be a little bit longer than normal, people. <laughs> In my previous episode, I told you my husband would be coming on here to share prophetic messages. God has called us to unite together and already told me we'd be doing ministry together, and this is it. We will be doing a testimony very soon, very, very soon, but the Lord has really told us to get these messages out. God is sharing words of wisdom to get right with him. He utters to me this morning, warn my people, they still are not listening and getting closer to the second coming of Jesus. Y'all, it is time to get serious. God led me to Nehemiah 1, 5 through 10. Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who kept his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commandments, listen to my prayer. Look down and see my praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we are sinning against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying your commandments, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commandments and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to a place I have chosen for my name to be honored. The people you rescued by your great power and strong hands are your servants. Y'all, my husband got this same message prior to our second time in prayer. So that is a confirmation for you. Then he led me to Ezekiel 23, 22 to 35. I will send your lovers against you from every directions, those very nations which have turned against in disgust, young captains, commanders, chariot officers, and other high-ranking officers all riding their horses. They will all come against you from the north. I want you all to pay attention to that. From the north with chariots, wagons, and a great army prepared for attack. They will take up possessions of every side, surrounding you with men armed with shields and helmets. And I will hand you over to them from punishment so they can do with you as they please. I will turn my jealous anger against you and they will deal harshly with you. They will cut off your nose and ears and any survivors will be slaughtered by your word. Your children will be taken away as captives and everything that is left will be burned. They will strip you of beautiful clothes and jewels in this way. I will put a stop to your lewdness and prostitution you brought from Egypt. You will never again cast longing eyes to those things of fondly remembered your time in Egypt. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. 
I will surely hand you over to your enemies, those you rejected. They will treat you as hatred and rob you of your own, leaving you stark naked. The shame of your prostitution will be exposed all over the world. You brought all this to yourself by prostituting yourself to other nations, defiling yourself with all idols. Because you have followed in your sister's footsteps, I will force you to drink the same cup of tear she drank. And because you have forgotten me and turned against me, this is what the Lord says. You must bear the consequences of your lewdness and prostitution, y'all. This is serious stuff. I did this episode back in 2021, bonus episode number seven, The Lord Has Spoken. I talked about this word north, okay? Something is definitely going on here, and we need to keep our eyes open. I also want you to check out episode 57, God's Warning for Repentance. This is part one. The broken world, lost nations, deceit, idols, hard hearts, and false prophets are under a curse. And episode 58, God's Warning of Repentance, Rebuke, Lorm Room, Christianity, the Spirit of Religion for the Second Time of Jesus. I mentioned about the word north and here. And now uh, my husband has a lot to say to you. Y'all give him a warm welcome. All right, everyone. This is Johnny. I'm uh, Malia's husband. And I just want to warn you. I want to prepare you. Buckle up. Buckle up tight. Put your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all time because this ride is going to be bumpy. Prophetic message, a warning for the false teachers, the priests, and all people. I have loved you, says the Lord, Malachi 1, 1 through 2. As a son honors his father and a slave his master, if I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is respect due me? says the Lord Almighty. It is you priest who can show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? Why is it that you no longer fear my name? Why are you conforming to the world? Why have you not shown my great and awesome power? Have I not performed miracles before your very eyes? Did I not restore you and give you pure joy? Have I not supplied your every need? Have I not showered you with numerous blessings? Why is it that you do not teach what I have placed upon your hearts? Why are you leading my children to the darkest pit with your comfortable words? Why is it that you no longer teach my word with which I have left you? This is God and he is not happy with all these false teachers and these priests out there that are preaching in these mega churches and they're just trying to make you feel warm and comfortable with warm and fuzzy. He's telling us it's time. It's time for my people who are called by my name to take action. So this is what it continues on and it says, you knew what you were called to when I selected you. You were chosen to be my shepherds and return to me what was lost. Why is it that you no longer believe the very truth that I have set before you? Do you not realize that there will be consequences for your actions? Do you not believe in my servants, the prophets who came before you? Do you not realize the sacrifices that were made before you came into existence? Did I not send my one and only son to reveal all what was, what is, and what is to come. The day is coming when you will no longer be able to turn from your wicked ways and your false teachings. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. Malachi 1.7, not everyone will sit at my table. Why do you think you should? After everything you have taught so that your comfort and convenience is not taken away from you. Do you not still believe that I am the one who supplies your every need? Do you not believe that all I have given you can all disappear if I decide so? Do you not remember my servant Job, you who claimed to teach the very words that came from my mouth? Do you treasure your fame and riches, all that you possess, more than my son? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is is not from the Father, but is in the world. See 1 John 2, 15 through 16. Continue on. Do you believe that the world can give you more than I can? 
the creator of all things, the great I am. Remember who spoke everything into existence. God burns with despair, you cruel and wicked people. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty. Malachi 1.10 The tears of joy you once had will be tears of sorrow. Everything you once had will be stripped away in the blink of an eye. I have said it so, the great and almighty God. My name will be great among the nations. From where the sun rises, where it sets, every place, incense, and pure offerings will be brought to me, because my name will be great among the nations. Malachi 1.11. This one gets tough. Get ready. Do you not believe that I made the stars above, and that if I chose, I could bring them down upon your head? There is coming a day when I will have my vengeance. Do you not believe this truth? For I am the great and mighty king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared by all the nations. It's a reverent fear. It's not a fear that God is going to wreak havoc on the world. He's trying to bring his children back to him and remind them of who he is, why he is the great and almighty God. Now, priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen... And if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them, because you have not resolved to honor me. Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it. And you will know that I have sent you this warning, so that my covenant with Levi may continue. Malachi 2, 1-4 for the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty, and people seek instruction from his mouth. But you have turned from the way, and by your teaching you have caused many to stumble. Malachi 2, 7-8 If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Matthew 18, 6-7. What he's saying, guys, is all of these real popular preachers that you see on TV with these mega churches and everything, they're leading you in the wrong direction. They're just trying to fill the seats and they're just trying to fill their pockets. They're not giving you the truth that God is, is saying. And you hear all these things right now about, uh, oh, well, God will do this for you and he'll make this happen for you. And God is screaming out and crying out to his prophets to give you the messages mm -hmm. that need to be heard. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or branch will be left to them. But you who revere my name, the son of righteousness, will rise with healing under his wings. Then you will trample the wicked under the soles of your feet. And on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, Remember the commandments and laws given to my servant Moses at Mount Horeb for all of Israel, God's chosen people, the Jews, the Gentiles, children of God. See, I will send my prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn hearts of the parents to their children, hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and smote or strike the land with great and total destruction like no one has ever seen. See Malachi 4, 1 through 6. All right, y'all, that is some really, really deep revelation, right? So we're giving these to you because 
<laughs> you know, we're going to be coming on here knowing that uh, true prophecy, you have to be called by God. And I will do a podcast episode about that and how it's taken years and years and years of uh, both of us for this revelation to come and that people mean well, okay, but there's wounded hearts out there. There is uh, just idols in people's lives that take over and overshadow the truth of God's word. And with true prophecy, it's not always blessings and prosperity and these beautiful messages, which God wants to do that. He's going to do that. But there's harsh messages also to be delivered. And there is a warning here. And I've had plenty of prophetic words throughout this podcast, tried to let you guys know in a loving way we could deliver the message as loving as we can. But y'all, it is really, really time to wake up and our hearts are just for Jesus. And we just want you deeply and sincerely to know that he is really tired. He's heartbroken. Both of us have bawled our eyes out. God has just shown us again and again his anger, his broken heart, and he just wants us to speak up on his behalf. And that is exactly what we're doing. So uh, Johnny read you part one. This was a blog article. And this is part two of him. And then we're going to wrap it up. The great day of the Lord is near. Near and coming quickly, the cry on the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty warrior shouts his battle cry. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against fortified cities and against mighty kingdoms. I will bring such distress on all people that they will grope about like those who are blind because they have sinned against their Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. None of man's treasures will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his jealousy, the whole earth will be consumed, devoured, for he will make a sudden end to all who live on the earth. Zephaniah 1, 14-18 I don't mean for this to sound harsh, but people, it's time to wake up. God is and has been given us every opportunity to return to him. He is a loving God, but he is furious with the way the world is now. His heart is breaking because he loves each and every one of us. Whether you are a child of God or you are a lost soul looking for answers, we are running out of time. He is pleading with his people to repent and turn away from their sin. The answer is Jesus. Call me crazy if you like, but I'm perfectly fine with being crazy for Jesus. I know where my home lies when I depart from this dark and fallen world. Do you? Do you think that just because you're a good person and treat people well that you will go to heaven when you die? Newsflash, you don't. As hard as that may sound, it's the truth. But wouldn't you want to know the absolute truth to your future? It's really easy, and anybody can do it. All you have to do is say a prayer. It has to come from your heart. You can't just say it. It has to mean something. It has to come from your heart. Confess from your sins. Repent and believe that Jesus is the one and only Son of God, and that God sent him to the earth as man to die for the sins of the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 3.16-17 And yes, that includes you. If you are questioning whether or not he will forgive you too, no sin is too great that God won't forgive. It's the heart that God looks at and not the sin in your life. God doesn't like sin, but that's the reason why he sent Jesus to die for the whole world's sin. Pretty freaking awesome if you were to ask me, but but not only the fact that he died for our sins, but that he conquered death in the grave. Say what? It's true. And thousands upon thousands have tried to discredit this, but all have failed. And in fact, most if not all these people actually came to believe in Jesus when they did their research. And oh, the joy that is found. 
It's none like any other that you've ever experienced in your whole life, no matter the age. I could go on and on, but I want you to find out for yourself. Back to the resurrection of Jesus. You know, that thing he did when he conquered death in the grave and rose on the third day? This means that you'll never have to experience death with the grave. And the Bible says that he is preparing a mansion for each and every one of his children. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty freaking awesome. I know that this will never happen to me on this earth. That's the thing, too. He says that there are treasures for us in heaven, more than we could ever think or imagine. Now do this. Try to envision heaven and multiply that by the biggest number you can think of, and that is still not enough. And I'm not trying to sell you on Jesus for treasures or mansions, even though it is pretty freaking awesome. But the heart of God and having a personal relationship with the mighty creator of everything. His love is like nothing you could fathom, and it changes you. You do your own research if you're skeptical. God is calling you and all his children because the days are few and we don't know when it will be our last. Even if you're skeptical, how hard is it to believe in Jesus and know that you have eternal life in heaven than to not have assurance of what you'll be when you leave this earth. I can tell you as a Jesus freak and knowing what the Bible says, it's not a very cozy place to go. Mentionings of agony that never goes away, thirst that can never be quenched, constant weeping, gnashing of teeth, a constant grinding, always in pain, and there's nothing to give you relief. Now picture what you think hell would be like and multiply that by the biggest number you can think of and you still wouldn't come close. Heaven sounds like a much better place to me, but it's up to you to decide. Jesus is calling, and he is knocking on your heart. Will you open the door? Eventually, the knocking is going to stop, and it will be too late. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Revelations 3.20 Be dressed and ready for service, and keep your lamp burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, immediately open the door for him, and it will be good for those whose servant's master finds them watching when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. Luke 12, 35-37 and 40. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. Jeremiah 29, 12-14. When that final day comes, it will be too late to change your mind. Time's up. Don't wait and not have the chance to choose the right door that leads to Jesus. Amen. All right, everyone. We know that was pretty tough love there, but you know it's needed in our world. And we just want everybody here that's listening to just come back, you know, just lay it down. Uh, you know that Jesus just loves you. He wants that vertical relationship with you. This is the pity of everything I do first and foremost with him. And uh, y'all, it just starts there and it ends there. And that's all we're trying to to say here. So many blessings. We hope you are encouraged by this and stay tuned for more blessings. Did you know with your help, we can spread the love of Jesus together? Real quick, if you found value, this resonated with you, or this helped you in any way, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a short review. Let's help further God's mission together. Yes, you can be a part of growing God's kingdom and helping lost souls too. Get to know more of my heart on MaliaDiana.com. May God bless your path, my friends. Thank you for listening. Blessings. Blessings.